want to talk to you about faith. This is one of my, what I call, classical series. What is a classical series? If you had 100 people read the Bible, they would have an, an uncanny agreement that certain passages just popped out to them. Like if you had 100 people read the book of John, most of them would say John chapter 3, verse 16 through 21, knocked their socks off. Why? It's just some places of Scripture have a, have a power about them. And it's interesting, through the years, people settle in on those same areas. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. I mean, just a big area. Romans 10, 9. <clears throat> um, Romans 1, 16. There are just places, what I call classical passages of Scripture, that through the years and through, really through the millennium, God's people have said, these passages really mean something big to me. So tonight I'm doing that, uh, reading that, that passage for you. It's from Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Most of you know that or have heard of that or have it almost memorized. So then, by the way, I, I thank a brother not that he didn't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. By the comfort that you receive in your tribulation, so you comfort others. Second Corinthians chapter 1. That's what that brother does. He encourages people who say, I can't memorize. I just can't do it. A brother, if Jim can do it, anybody can do it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if Jimmy, he's not going to be embarrassed out of it. He's not going to be shamed out of it. He's going to do it. That encourages me. Amen, amen. It makes the devil mad. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. There are lots of organs in the human body. The essential organ is, of course, the heart. I believe Dr. Bailey would agree with that. You have to have a heart. You have to have blood circulation, oxygen exchange, and all that goes on with your blood. Faith in the Bible is the heart of spiritual life it is what makes all the rest function. Without faith, no one can please God. We live by faith, Romans 1.17, for the just shall live by faith. We are justified by faith, Romans 3.28. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. We have access by faith, Romans chapter 5, verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. And rejoice in hope and glory of God. We stand by faith, according to Romans chapter 11, verse 20. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off. Thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. We stand by faith. Every spiritual thing, I may say, is of faith, or God's not in it. I did a brief survey of the Bible about the idea of faith, and here's what I came up with. It's pretty lengthy, so bear with me on this if you would, but it's something amazing about faith in the Bible. Brief survey, here it is. I found that there is such a thing as the joy of faith in Philippians 1.25. There is the work of faith. In 1 Thessalonians 1.3, 1 
There is the breastplate of faith in 1 Thessalonians 5.8. There are the words of faith in 1 Timothy 4.6. There is the good fight of faith in 1 Timothy 6.12. There is the full assurance of faith in Hebrews 10.22. There is the prayer of faith in James 5.15. There is the door of faith in Acts chapter 14, verse 27. There is the law of faith in Romans chapter 3, verse 27. There is the righteousness of faith in Romans chapter 4, verse 13. There is the word of faith in Romans chapter 10, verse 8. There is the measure of faith in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. There is a propitiation of faith in Romans chapter 12, verse 6. There is a spirit of faith in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. There is a hearing of faith in Galatians chapter 3, verse 2 and 5. There is the household of faith in Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. And there is a shield of faith in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. As you can see by that list, faith is essential to any spiritual well-being that we may have. If you want to know God, you will have to appropriate faith. You will not be able to walk by sight. It will not be comfortable. Walking by sight is comfortable. Walking by faith, you have to trust God. You have to, it's sometimes uncomfortable to do that. The Bible gives an answer in chapter 10, verse 17 of Romans, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's the way we get to know God, through the word of God. Faith then is received by and through the word of God. Either hearing it, I believe also in reading it also. You can get the faith, but it's got to go into your heart. In other words, contacting it in some way, the word of God that is, to get it into your head. I believe from this verse you can see, and I, I know I've seen how the importance of reading or listening to the Word of God, to the Bible. You know that's one of my emphasis here as I've been here all these years. We cannot make too much of it. I don't think you can hobby horse too much reading the Bible or listening to the Bible because faith is attained through the contact of the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Some, let me give you some logic about this uh, whole subject. The more a Christian exposes himself to the word of God, the more faith he will potentially have. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How much faith do you want to have? It's determined by how much you seek the word of God. The more you seek the Word of God, the more faith you develop. And it just continues in that way. The more a Christian exposes himself to the Word of God, the more faith he'll potentially have. We're not talking about what faith is today or tonight. and how, it, how, how We're not even talking so much on how you get faith uh, or, or how does one faith grow, but we're talking about the power and adequacy of faith in our life through the Word of God. Where does it come from? It comes from the Bible. Yeah, when you witness to somebody, try to give them as much of the Bible as you possibly can and as less of your opinion as you possibly can. 
Because what's going to last with them and what's going to make faith in their soul is the Word of God. And so sometimes I go to a door that they don't want to really talk to me. They don't want to give me much time. And I'll say, can I say one verse? And, you know, they want to get rid of me. So if I say one verse and I'm gone, they're happy with that. And I usually will quote, most of the time I quote John 3, 16, slowly, carefully. Or maybe quote John Romans 10, 9, or maybe Ephesians 2, 8, 9, or some other, the Holy Spirit. I'm asking the Holy Spirit, give me the verse for these people that you want me to, to leave them with. Trying to leave them with some Bible which could, which could plant the seed of faith that they could, they could be saved by. The truth makes a great commission of this truth that we're speaking on tonight about this uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, makes the great commission all that much more important. A Calvinist would say the people are going to get saved anyways, and no matter what you do. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says with the word of God, it says this way, is faith, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If they don't hear the word of God, they're not going to get faith. If they hear the word of God, they, they get faith. Jesus says to go and preach this word throughout the whole world. If that was not important, or if that was not necessary, why would Jesus tell his church to do that? And because they do that, they get persecuted. The, the world doesn't mind if we meet here Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and we huddle around the Lord Jesus and talk about the Lord Jesus, but they really don't mind much if we keep what we believe in these walls. What bothers them and what causes persecution on the local church and through the millennium, since Jesus has told them to go into the world and preach the gospel of every creature, is the fact that they go out and preach the gospel. They go out and preach the word of God. Then the world says, we don't like that. We don't want to hear that. Some of them, however, get saved, like I got saved, like you got saved. My dad was uh, unchurched, 33 years old. And he went down to the local church down the way from the house, and Harold uh, Hofflinger was the guy's name. He was he was just gotten out of prison a few years earlier. He was a bank robber. That's what I went to prison for. And he got out, got saved in prison, by the way. I believe in the prison ministry. He got saved in prison, started a little independent fundamental church, and that's, that, that's right, true to form. And my, my dad went to it, asked him to come over to the house, didn't know anything about anything, but he just had an emptiness in his soul. He just felt there was something lacking. He just felt there had to be something more in life than what he had. He was right. And Harold Hoffinger, when he came over there, what did he do? Gave him the word of God. Gave him the gospel. Faith came by hearing, hearing by the word of God. My mom and dad bowed both on their knees at their little sofa they had in their living room there and asked Jesus to save them. No one can get saved without the word of God, without faith. For grace you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. Calvinists want to say that not of yourselves mean they try to make that means the faith is not of themselves. They believe that God has to give you that faith to be saved. That's not what the verse says. The not of yourselves does not mean that you do not have any, you do not have anything to do with your salvation. That's not what it means. It means that you 
did not produce the Word of God that would or could produce faith in you if you decided or chose it, decided yes to it. When my dad heard the gospel, he could have said no. But he decided to say yes. The Word of God has not, uh, the, the not of yourself, it says it was a gift of God. The Word of God, I had nothing to do with it. I've done nothing for it. I had nothing to do with this production. God produced his word and ran it by me. The word of God that came by me that, that excited the faith in my soul, so I said yes to Jesus, was not of myself. It was a gift from God. It was not of any work I did, lest any man should boast. The word of God. The faith was produced in you when you heard the word of God spoken or read to you. The choice to respond was and is yours, and your eternal destination will be determined by your choice. Many have rejected and been shipwrecked concerning faith. It says in 1 Timothy 1.19, holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. Don't that make, may that not be you. No one can get saved without exposure to the Bible. That's what I'm getting at, and that's what the Bible is getting at. How important is it then that you hear and read the Word of God, that you spread it everywhere you go, that you support others to go into missions? That can't, you cannot go where they are going and called to go. Man, there, a, a church cannot be right with God if it's not mission-minded. That's why we pass tracts out. We send letters and cards. We put it on Facebook. We put it on bumper stickers. We put it on billboards and flea markets and nursing homes, uh, signs outside of your yard. That's why we like old Joe Marshall when he comes by. And once, what's he got? Just the word of God. He's got some ideas on maybe getting it to the people, like throwing it like a newspaper. I thought that was a tremendous idea. But... He's using the Word of God. That's our secret. If we have any secret to reaching the world, it's going to be to spread the Word of God. You name it. Get the Word of God out. So faith, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You see why we, uh, you see why you have been struggling possibly in the Christian life. Why, Brother Bill, have I been struggling in the Christian life? Not enough Bible. Not enough Bible. One old preacher told me, I don't know, I, you know, at school, when you go to school, you hear a lot of these old preachers come by and they tell you their secret in the ministry or how big things God's done with them, and everybody kind of has their contribution on that. One guy came by and he says, when I get down, I go to the Bible. He says, I go to the book of Psalms, and I just begin to read. He says, sometimes I read two or three of the Psalms, I'm over it. Sometimes he said, I've read the whole book of Psalms, 150 Psalms. It takes a while to read, a few hours. He said, I read the whole book, but by the time I got done with the book of Psalms, he said, my soul was restored, my depression was gone. Why? Depression comes often from unbelief, lack of faith. When things get hard and something comes by you, knocks you to your knees, don't go anywhere but the Bible. Go to the Bible. Oftentimes at night, I, try, I told you this before, I tried the last thing I do at night is read the Bible. 
talk to God, and the first thing I do in the morning is talk to God. Quote scripture. It's the word of God. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Ask any Sunday school teacher if their spiritual life has not gotten better because of their increased exposure to the world of the Word of God because they taught. Brother Whiff thanks me for allowing him to teach Sunday school class at Gospel Baptist. What he doesn't know is I'm discipling him by having him teach Sunday school class. You're growing. The person to grow most in your class is going to be you. The person who grows most in this room from preaching tonight is me. Because more exposure to the Word of God, more growth, more joy, more peace, the long-suffering, gentleness in the fruit of the Spirit. And so if you sometimes want to grow somebody, give them some, some area where they can teach. Where This Bible memory thing, what is this? This is not an ego thing up here. This is spiritual growth. Now, you can, you can get flashy, and you can try some discipleship methods, and you can change all kinds. But, brother, the, the rudiment, the foundation of spiritual growth is I, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee, and really that I might grow, because when you don't sin against God, you're growing. You're growing. I've made myself personally accountable throughout my life since 18 years old to teach and to preach the Word of God. I made myself accountable. What does that mean? I'm studying when maybe you're not. And that benefits me. So it's almost a selfish thing to be a preacher. It's a selfish thing to be a teacher because there's nobody benefiting more than you. The person that's teaching, person is man. It's beautiful. If you thought about teaching a Sunday school class, our first recommendation is you sit in a class and watch them do it a little bit and kind of get involved and maybe do, might do some of the artwork and cutouts or whatever and get back. Then pretty soon the day comes when they say, well, why don't you teach a Sunday school lesson? And then you, I'll guarantee you that week you're going to study the Bible more than normal. Challenge yourself. Make yourself accountable. This I love this public Bible. Now, you could do this Bible memory privately, right? I mean, you could do all this at home and never come to us, and we'd never know you did it. But when it makes you, when you're, when you're getting on Sunday night, you're going to get up here, Jimmy not. That's why I'm glad that you kept running back and hitting that over again until you finally got it, brother. You didn't let the roaring lion damage you. He knows on Sunday night he's got Bible memory coming up. I got a verse I want to do, Vito and all those that are doing it. Man, you're welcome to come and do this and make yourself accountable. It will be to nobody's benefit but you. We don't mind listening. We don't mind listening to you. We don't mind laughing at you. But remember, we're laughing with you, really not at you. We're not laughing at it. We're not mocking anybody that has trouble. We know we get up there, we have the same kind of trouble. I still have the same kind of trouble. This accountability I put myself under forced me to expose myself to more than otherwise I would have. More of what? More of the Word of God. 
and it, it expanded. And I ventured into new areas of ministry and new newfound faith. The more faith I received, the more I wanted, and the more I exposed myself to the Bible. Your faith is directly proportionate to your exposure to the Bible. On and on the cycle continues until Jesus takes you home. What I find is that too many older saints have too little exposure to the Word of God. They somehow have given up on the race that is set before them. They somehow got hard of hearing. They got, I mean, hard of seeing. They couldn't read well. My dad got where he couldn't read any. He was a big reader. My dad was an avid reader. But he got where he somehow couldn't read anymore. He told me, Bill, I just can't read anymore. And so we tried to get him things you could listen to. And you could listen to the Bible. Now, way more than when he was around, uh, you got areas of listening to books and listening to the Bible. Man, we got no excuse. We can listen to it. Age does not mean maturity in the Christian life necessarily. Exposure to the Word of God does. In Hebrews 5.12, it says, For one, the time you ought to be teachers. You have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And are become such as have need of milk, not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, and I love this part, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. This is the key. The reason of use. The reason of use. We got some muscly guys in this church. We got a few muscle, muscly people in this church. Well, they didn't get that way staying home. They got that way because they got some weights and they started resisting their muscles with weight. You know, you, you may not believe this, but I actually lifted weights for many years. But they, they lift weights. I got some weights at home, and I take them, and I go like this, you know. I go like this. I started out 60 pounds, started out, then I went to 80 pounds, then I went to 100 pounds, you know, and did this. Got rock hard. <laughs> but I got stronger. I could increase my weight. I got up, and, and that's the way it is with the Word of God. The more you expose yourself to the Word of God, the, the more faith you want, the more faith it gives you, the more faith you receive, the more excited you are you got faith, the more word of God you want. And it's like exercising, going to the gym. gym. Gym is just resistance training. That's all it is. Bibles works the same way. Makes more sense. I guess uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word makes more sense understanding that. This explains how a young person in age can mature in an accelerated rate if exposed to the Word of God in large quantities. Oftentimes, Bible college. I remember when I first went to Bible college, I couldn't imagine the first week was the most oppressive week of class because you went in your classes, you went in and sat in your first class or so, and they gave you the assignment for the whole semester. And I don't know about you, but that just broke my... I was already working a 40-hour job trying to survive married with a kid, 
And then I had this guy telling me I was going to read 600 pages. I said, 600 pages? I've never read a 400-page book in my life. He said, no, you're going to read the whole 600-page book. Then you go to undergraduate. Then you get into graduate school. When you get into graduate school, my, oh, my, they 1,000 pages is nothing to them. Read 1,000 pages. I said, what? I don't know if anybody ever read the theology book by Burkhoff. Burkhoff, you've heard about Burkhoff. He's like this. In one semester, we had to read that whole book that he wrote. Burkhoff was a brainy guy. He was too brainy for his own good. Man, oh man. But if a young person puts, them, puts their hand to the plow and is willing to read the Word of God, they can, they can mature past their age. As long as they have a humble spirit and a contrite spirit and are willing to obey what they read and some conformity to the will of God in their life, all these factors are part of the maturing process in Christ. You can become a mature believer. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You just got to want it. You can have it. I know time plays some into this. Age does have some part of maturing in Christ, some things you can't cram. You can't cram life experience. Life experience takes time to amass, to develop. And so you can't ask a a 30-year-old to be like a 72-year-old. There's just been too many differences in here. So there's part that they have to grow older to get. But the Word of God they can get, it's open to them to get. Life experience will come along and follow it. I believe this truth explains many things. Why some people do well at the first and fall off later. They start with the Word of God, they get excited about it, they, they, they fall away from it, and then they, they crash and become shipwrecked. Or why some people are slow growers, but then eventually take off at the end of their life and grow real quickly? Well, because maybe they didn't put the Word of God to their attention at the beginning. They were growing slowly. Listen, you'll grow very slowly if you don't emphasize the Word of God in your life. Or why maybe some people have a form of godliness and no power. That they have, they have outward obedience but no inward faith. All involved with a lack or increase of the Word of God in their lives is what that's all about. Faith is like glucose to the body. I don't know if you know enough about biology to know. I know this brother's a doctor. He knows glucose is what everything you eat goes to glucose. And glucose is what the body can use, pure energy. So whatever you eat gets turned to glucose. When you put the Word of God in you, it's the energy that the Holy Spirit has to work with. He can work with it. He can encourage you with it. He can help you with it. He can motivate you with it. No fuel, no performance, or diminished performance. Increase in fuel, better performance. So what will you do? What will you do with Romans 10, 17? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Do you want to grow? Do you want to please God? Do you want to see others around you saved, go to heaven? Get into the Bible. 
get into the Bible. Put your name up on the board. That's a team up on the board. We're forming a team of Bible readers. A team of folks will sign up on that board. I go every Saturday that I'm here and pray through those names one by one because I'm kind of the coach here at Gospel Baptist. And I'm here to coach you and encourage you and say, let's do it. Let's win the game. And I pray for each one of the team members. Oh, God, help them to finish the book this year. Help them to do what God, help them to overcome whatever resistance. Help them to put aside all other things that want to push them not to read or listen to the Bible this year. Put, help them, Lord, give, see the value of what, what's going on here. Help them see the wisdom of it. Grow them in the faith, Lord. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If you're not able to come to our Bible reading party and have them delicious ribs that Nick's going to cook for us, how about make sure you get to come next year? How about coming next year? Don't waste 24. Do more in 24. I sound like I sound like Zig Ziglar. You need to check up from the neck up. Get rid of your stinking thinking and do more in 24. Father, thank you tonight for the Spirit of God, the Word of God. Thank you for the quartet. Thank you for the playing. Thank you for all the musicians. Thank you for the folks who care about faith, care about the Bible. Give us fruit, Father. And you will. You said, if you abide in, if we'll abide in you, you will give us fruit, and that fruit will remain. It won't remain because we want it to, it'll remain because you want it to. Give us fruit. Save people. As we go around in every way we can imagine to spread the Bible, may there be faith ignited in the souls of some people this year. And may they get part of the local church and grow. And may we grow. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.